Kimberly C. Paul. As I travel throughout each state, I realize that death is just a moment. It is how we live until that moment that matters. Finding connection with friends, family, and complete strangers. Journey with me. This is the Live Well, Die Well Tour. Hi, welcome to Death by Design Podcast. This is Kimberly Paul, and I'm talking to one of my great sponsors on this Live Well, Die Well tour, Sam Hershey from Just In Case Planning. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, thank you for believing in a person traveling state to state in an RV trying to change how we all look at end of life. Um, but you know what's interesting about you and your complete website, Just In Case Planning, is is your you want you have the same mission you want to help people plan for end of life and i'm just wondering what attracted you to get into this whole end of life planning sort of thing you know i i in anticipation of having this conversation i've been trying to think like how did we get here and i honestly cannot remember how we actually got to just in case planning it was sort of we were in a i had another startup that focused on one's autobiography and making it private versus the way things are public today. And as we were not having success, as uh, is the case with startups often, um, we ended up just doing a pivot and we were kind of just talking about uh, different issues in life. And we just, I think we sort of just stumbled upon how unprepared people are when you die and especially if there's um unexpected death and we just started having conversations we started doing research on what's out there we didn't feel like there were there were great tools that were as specific as we are as as what we created with just in case planning yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we're all going to face end of life. So, I mean, it's it's crazy how we will all be affected by one day. But you're right. You know, there's so many people out there that are not planning. And I don't think they are aware they should plan. It's like you don't know what you don't know until it's way too late. Um, and I'm hoping this whole death positive movement that's occurring in the United States um, will have an effect to get some people to engage. And your website is actually a very easy tool to investigate. So take me through the website. Um, I will. I, I want to hit on one thing you said, though, about trying to get people to engage and what we have found. Sure. I think that the reason people don't really plan for it is, one, no, you know, most people don't like thinking about it. And two, they, I think there's a sense of if you plan it, it will happen. Now, it's obviously going to happen, (laughs) but I think they think if you plan it, it's going to happen immediately, (laughs) which, you know, and and I think there's probably also some of that like, well, I'm not going to be here. So, you know, what's it matter what I have planned or not? And people don't really step back and think about the impacts on other people when they pass away. Sure. So anyway, getting kind of to the website. Yeah, very good points. Yeah, we we um we wanted to try to focus on 
areas where one, you would just need basic information, um, which is kind of the beginning of the website, like what's on our death certificate, that sort of stuff. Uh, we wanted to focus instead of on the creation of wills and end of life documents, um, more encouraging people to get those done and to put them in a singular place where multiple people know where they are. Uh, there, there, there are already good sites out there and there's already enough out there on how to make a will. So if we spent a bunch of time doing that, it wouldn't have really been productive and you can get bogged down. Making a will is not, not that easy and it takes time and it's really important, but you know, we wanted to, this is an organizational tool more than a, um, how to do a will type tool. Uh, so we kind of go through wills and, uh, different documents for end of life care. Um, I think the next piece that we have, which is funeral considerations, probably, I don't want to say it's the most important because it's not more important than a will, but in that immediate aftermath of passing away, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have the funeral, whatever it is that hopefully you have planned for. And it may be as chaotic as any end of life situation. You know, certainly if something happened to me, um, cause I haven't even finished planning my own, you know, what would my family do? Right. There would be some chaos and they would be scrambling like, Oh, what, you know, what it, what, what did he want? Trying to figure that out versus just being able to read. Here's what he wanted. Here's where he wants to be laid to rest, or here's where he's bought a plot to be laid to rest. Here's the service. And then they can mourn my loss rather than being in that chaotic immediate state right after passing. So then we kind of got into a little bit of, well, do we want to give the person who's, you know, using just in case the opportunity to maybe have some reflections on life to thank you to somebody just in case they, you know, don't get that opportunity. So it can be, Hey, look, everybody, he has, he has forgiven so-and-so upon his death, that sort of thing. Um, moving along and it's just really, or, you know, getting back to the organizational principles of, you know, the finance part, who, do you have a significant other? Do they have access to your finances? Do they know? Do they even know how many accounts you have set up? Um, there's a lot of a lot of different situations where someone can pass away. The surviving uh, family members have no access to cash, no access to any money. They're having to borrow money simply because they don't know the account information or they weren't listed as a beneficiary. And that can cause a lot of, you know, that's, I can't even imagine that being a situation for me, but that I can't, I think about it and it just, it's so easily avoidable by spending five minutes to just organize. And then it's just kind of some other cleanup items. Um, yeah, one that I found very funny in that um, I think really does actually apply to everybody is are there any things in your house that if upon you passing would you not want other family members to see 
And, you know, it doesn't have to be something scandalous, but it could be like old love letters or whatever. You know, somebody mentioned that they had guns in the house and they wouldn't want their significant other to have to deal with it. So they would have a friend come in, take that out so they can handle it. You know, that can be something as seemingly mundane as that. Um, But just, again, that taking care of business now so there's so you're not emotionally impacting you know the rest of your family beyond them grieving the loss of you absolutely and th- this is the thing i think the way we die and the way we plan to die and prepare to die i, I really think we're going to either leave people in complete chaos or we're going to going to be a kind of a one-two step model where people where you're actually guiding your loved ones through this process even after you're gone yeah so i don't think it's over communication about this yeah over communication is is gosh we need more of it um and and that's the thing is is i think people get called up when they don't know what people want when they pass away and they end up feeling guilty because of decision they've made and so I think this is a really gift to your loved ones you leave behind, um, letting them know what's important to you, who gets what. Um, and these are the kind of things we don't really think about until it's way too late or we're suddenly uh, ill and we have a quick death and it's just too late. So and I, I have to say, I just love the name. Just in case planning, it's not very threatening. And there's a there's a there's a lot of websites down there that are just like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that because of the name. But just in case, because we all know, just in case, plan for the worst, but hope for the best, sort of thing. How did you come up with that name? I did a whole lot of searching on GoDaddy for available names, and you realize you come to realize, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And then it just, I think we were. That's great. We were just talking and, you know, we were kind of like, yeah, this is a a site just in case you die. And then I just looked it up. I think I started with just in case and then it was planning and, oh, look, it's available. Bye. You know, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and we thought about, like, do we make it. That's make great. the name more, like, direct and stuff. But no, it was really. Because the site is exactly what it says it is at the end of the day. Just in case. Yeah, just, you're, absolutely. Now you're ready. So what is your hope? That's right. <laughs> what is your hope for the website? Um, I think that it, that it just becomes a tool that people embrace and that they realize that they spend 30 to 45 minutes of their life, even if they don't fill out every single part of it. As they spend 30 or 45 minutes of their life just kind of store it away, they will really, as you said, be giving that gift to the people they love. They'll be alleviating tremendous burden when, when they pass away. And it just takes so little time. So we really just have to kind of get some momentum and get people to, which is the hurdle, get people to realize a short amount of time of planning can just be such an enormous gift at the end of their lives. Absolutely. Now, is there a fee or anything to utilize this website? Nope. Uh, it's totally free right now. Um, we we talked about doing a fee, and, and I don't know if that... Some, some people had the theory that, well, if you do a fee, then that 
people are more likely to sign up because they think it's more important because there's money attached to it and they have to pay for it. Um, but we really, one of my principles is that I want this to be a tool that everybody can use, that it's not just for a wealthy segment or someone that has disposable income. Um, because, you know, death does not discriminate and we're all going to face it. So yeah, I want totally. Yeah, so I want everyone to have that opportunity to use the tool. Um, and, you know, we're very kind of, I kind of careful about what information, you know, we're taking in and encouraging people how to store documents and to print up our PDFs to finish filling them out. So they're not, so they don't stay online. So we kind of alleviate fears, but you know, just that whole, um, Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, we, we're not in this to, so you're not, you're not asking people to, Go ahead. yeah, you're not asking people to upload sensitive information to your website. You're asking them to print them off and let this be sort of a guide for you in how you plan. Yeah, exactly. You, so basically you go through the site, you fill out, you know, it's quick questions, type it out. Um, you get to the PDF section, you can upload it. Um, and, um, then you can edit it from there. So like, we don't ask you for your bank account information, but we give space on the PDF for you to fill it out because we don't, we don't want that information. And, and, you know, there's no reason for us to ask for it, but it's a part of your planning. So you fill it out, you know, you can print it off and fill it out. However you choose to do it is fine. Um, and then you've got it taken care of, put it away, tell, and by the way, here's one really important thing too. Don't just tell somebody else who lives in your house because you don't know what's going to happen to other people in your house. It should be, there should be, you know, a brother or a sister or somebody close that you can say, Hey, if something happens, you know, here's my alarm code, here's where this is, I need you to, you're my fallback. Yeah, do you think people can like print this off and make copies and then they just put it in an envelope and say, hey, if anything happens to me, this is sort of what you need to know? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, and we encourage people to put it in a safe someplace where it can't be damaged, who, you know, who would have the key. Um, but there are also different elements within it uh, where... So it's basically broken down in, into a few sections because there might be one section where it's not, it's not appropriate to give to somebody else. Um, but let's say you have somebody who you know, lives alone, is in an apartment, has a dog. If something happens to them, maybe a neighbor knows how to get in to the apartment where to take the dog to, especially if they don't have family close by, right? So you might give a tiny little piece of information to somebody to take care of things if something happens, but you would not give that person the financial information, for instance. Right. Well, just like for today, for instance, you know, here I am dealing with roofers back in Wilmington, North Carolina because of a hurricane. I have right. a leak in my roof and I have renters. It's like, but my neighbor was the first one to be like, Hey, um, you need some help. And can I get the tarp over your house? It's like, how do you inform people what you're doing so they can help you 
navigate certain things and and or take care of certain things for you. And believe it or not, I believe people are more inclined when you ask them for help. They they don't say no. Um, you know, I think we have this preconceived notion of I don't want to bother anybody, but I think neighbors really do want to be there for their each other. And I, I think that you know, I'm in 1971. I was born that, then, and I grew up in the 80s, so I'm I'm really used to you know no internet, no cell phones. And I mean, I remember still kicking the can down the street and my mom would whistle and we would take off running and that's how she communicated. And back then we had a lot more to do with actual conversations. Mm -hmm. And now we use a lot of different tools um, to communicate with people. And we've forgotten, I think, the art of having conversation. Well, that's a much larger societal issue. (laughs) I know, right? Than than we have time to get into, I'm sure. But yeah, um, you know, we've got, I'm fortunate where I have great neighbors across the street and we can rely on them. So if something happens while we're out of town, they, they inform us. And certainly they've had their house alarm go off while they've been gone. And I've called them up and said, Hey, here's what's going on. And, you know, then a police officer comes by, et cetera. But, um, and, and really it just makes for, uh, a closer neighborhood. It, People are wanting to help, and and it, it makes for a better life in general if we would just take a little bit of time to communicate with neighbors. Absolutely. And fill out this information and, and get it to individuals that possibly matter most to us. So let me ask you, what are the benefits um, in using your specific website? What do you see, because you've researched all these websites before you created one. I mean, what do you see is the benefiting points of your specific website, just in case planning, compared to others? A couple of things. One is just ease of use. Um, we really wanted to make it very quick and easy to go through a number of questions, um, which you, you get you get onto a website if it, it feels like it's going to be a lot, but if you, get, if you start going and you realize, oh, look, I just knocked out the first sec- section and it took me all of two minutes, which is probably what the first section will take you if it takes that long. And then you get that sense of accomplishment. So you really want to have kind of that ease of use, get people in the flow, get people thinking about the topic without making it overwhelming. Uh, I think I think we did a really good job of adding to the site as we went as far as, oh, yeah, what about this aspect after you die? You know, the financial aspect or, oh, yeah, what about, you know, who who else knows your alarm code in case, you know, in case it's not just you that goes. Like, what if two of us go at the same time and does anyone outside of our house know how to get into our house without the alarm going off? Um, which people definitely do not think about. Yeah, true. Absolutely true. Right. So it's really just trying, it was, so going back is like easy use, small details on, you know, not just the big ticket will items or end of life documents, but getting into some smaller items that people don't really give any thought to Uh, but that are equally important to kind of dealing with the aftermath. I love it. Now, I have to ask, because, you know, I have a website. It costs me money, and and, and you're not charging. So 
you know, who is supporting this? Are you personally supporting this website to provide this free tool for anyone who comes to visit? So I, I did personally support it and I'm still personally supporting it. I think we'd like to get to a place where people are using it, where we have some sort of sponsor or some sort of, so let's say someone says they don't have life insurance. Um, ideally, we'd like to have partners that, you know, you can either, they can either contact you if, if you don't have life insurance or they have a small ad on there that says, hey, you don't have life insurance. Would you like us to contact you, you know, or something to that effect where we'd like. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So, so that way we're kind of, we're doing two things. One, we're making money because let's face it, everyone gets into business uh, to make money. Um, And it cannot just self-sustain endlessly. Uh, I mean, well, now the site pretty much can because all the development is done, but you still want to recoup some of the investment. Sure. Um, But then, but by doing it that way, you're also providing a service to help people fill in the gaps, right? So, so if they they have it, let's say they don't have a a funeral home that they would use or a plot of land that they want to be buried in. You know, we develop a way to with part you know with a partner saying that might be in the area. If they click no, hey, so and so would like to reach out to you about this. Would you like to be contacted? Or here are several options in your area. Yeah. And then kind of, yeah. So, it, so it's, it's beneficial to us to make money and it's beneficial to the user to, like I said, fill in those gaps. Yeah. Just to, you know, you, with anything, you know, business is business. I get that. But, you know, you're doing the right thing. You still want to at least break even and self-sustain it. Right. Um, so it, it is a, it continues to be a free tool for anyone who is needing this. So let me ask you this. What if we have some listeners that really want to be involved with your website as as maybe some of those contacts? How would they get in touch with you? They can just call me on my on my cell phone. My number is 919-271-8914. And because I know that area code it is you do live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um but this this websites are international. Um you know, you do you have to be specific to to the Raleigh area, or are you just looking for anyone to to support? No, we're we're primarily um, in the United States. I would have to double check if we want, you know, uh, European laws to make sure that we are mm-hmm. sure. Um, complying. That's that's for us, especially with a, a site like this. So basically, just for right now, for the United States, yeah, if you're yeah. in the United States. And want to be kind of an easy button for people who need some additional information about end-of-life planning, whether it's a funeral home or home health or hospices or palliative care or any other organization that has uh, some some possibly to get a referral to, um, you can contact uh, Sam and, and possibly work out some kind of agreement to, to be a sponsor on their website and maybe even get some referrals to your, your business. Um, so Sam, I just thank you so much for what you're doing. It takes a lot of effort to financially support something just because it's the right thing until you get up and running. Um, I think your website is fabulous just in case planning and that's .com, correct? That, that is correct. So everyone take a moment today, visit justincaseplanning.com and reach out and maybe you might learn 
uh, a few things that you never thought about. And that's what we're in this business to do is hopefully when something does happen to us, which we it will death will come to us all, we just want to make sure that the journey for those we leave behind is not frustrating or stressful or even compromising. So call Sam, um, get involved with his site, or just go to the site and visit and maybe walk through it with your family or your partner, and maybe you'll learn something that you did not think about. Sam, thanks again for being one of my sponsors on the Live Well, Die Well tour. Um, if there's anything, I know we're, I'm I'm going to be in Greensboro. We might see uh, you, you guys next week, so I'm really looking forward to that. But if there's anything we can do on the road, um, please let us know. But thank you so much for doing the right thing. And again, visit justincaseplanning.com. Thank you again for having me. It was a real, real treat for me. All right, Sam. Look, we'll see you soon. And thanks again for supporting the tour. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer.